Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is uh, the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, the uh, Steelers game in Cleveland went pretty much how we expected it to go, other than the outcome. Right. Uh, I mean, people were up in arms, and I get it. It's Monday. They didn't play well. Everyone thought they could just roll it out there against a third-string, second-string quarterback, rookie quarterback, and win the game. Well, I thought they played well enough. To win that game. Oh, yeah. I, I in most phases. Yeah, 100%. Except for one. Except for one. <laughs> the Steeler passing game is a disaster right now. But anyone that's shocked today that the script of that game went the way it did isn't paying attention. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, they could play that game 10 times and they no one might get to 20 points. I mean, it's that's, that's how they were designed to play in that building against a great defense. Now, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but everyone on the planet saw that coming. It was the lowest over-under, like, in the league. When we predicted it last week, we predicted a 16-13 win. Yeah. The Browns got to the 13, which is what we predicted. Right. The Steelers just didn't get to the 16. And now we know much more about both teams, and if they played again tomorrow, I would probably pick 13-10, 16-13, a lot of field goals, you know, a lot of punts. I mean, that's that's, that game would be like that 100% of the time. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, if you told me that the Steelers would rush for 172 yards, mm-hmm. win the turnover battle, hold the Browns under 100 rushing yards, mm-hmm. um, I'll take my chances on I'll that. I'll take my chances on that they won that game. If, if yeah. you told me that they forced Dorian Thompson-Robinson to throw the ball 43 times. Yeah, I forgot it was that much. 43. Wow. Right. I mean, they weren't super high degree of difficulty. No, stuff, it was but... all, you know, get the ball out of his hands quickly. But... Right. Very quickly. Um, you know, it just, you know, the script set up well for the Steelers to win the game. Or to be in it. I mean, they had a and, shot. And right? They were in it. Right. And, and, you know, even when they came down to their last two possessions, uh, they get the ball back They at midfield. They get a first down on, on first down. They hit the 12-yard completion to George Pickens. They're at the 40. And I'm like, okay, I st- I'm writing the game story oh, I, that sure, I have yeah, to have up right. as soon as the game is over on Steelers.com. I'm putting the lead in there that, okay, the Steelers pulled out another one. They'd won nine games in a row, mm-hmm. nine one-score games in a row. Yeah, it did have that feel at that point in the game. You know, the, the momentum had shifted. The Steelers clearly – I think Robinson at that point – Steeler D was pretty stifling. He was like four point. for 17 yeah, yeah. at that point in the second half. In the second half, right. Like he was completing nothing. Yeah, and um, I think they figured out – I think, real quick, the Browns' offense to me threw the entire kitchen sink at you in a really loud stadium right off the bat – and Steelers adjusted in the second half and realized they don't have much on offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, I've been joking. Like It felt like every play was a end-around, double-reverse, flea-flicker with six offensive linemen on the field, and then there's a new formation, a new personnel group, and then they rotate right tackles, and then, you know, like, we're going to throw everything, and then a wildcat, and then blah, 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 blah. We're going to throw everything at you, because that's really all we got. And then yeah. the Steelers quickly figured that out, and the defense was good. Yeah, um, they just didn't get anything out of the passing game. And, you know, blame whoever you want in that situation. But to me, the blame falls on one person, and Kenny Pickett did not play well. No, no. Period. And it's obviously, I mean, to simplify things to the lowest common denominator, you have to complete more passes. Yes. (laughs) You know, and we can blame whoever we want. And I blame the quarterback more than anyone for this game and, frankly, for the last month or so in terms of not letting it go or, frankly, just not completing enough passes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to let the ball go to open receivers, particularly in the middle of the field. And when you do let it go, it needs to be more accurate than or it just has been. throw the ball to the open receiver. Throw not, the ball to the open receiver. I, 
it, it just seems to me that that I, and I don't know this for a fact. I, I know, you know, I don't know any of this for a fact. If you're not on the walls, we don't know any of this stuff. But he, right? he just looks like he's wanting to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's being, you know, what he's being. Hey, just just take the easy completion. Let one of our guys try to make a play, and we'll move the football, and our defense will get enough stop. I, if that was your plan going into that game, look, they can't. Their offense is severely limited right now. 100%. Uh, you know, if we can't, don't turn the ball over. If we sure. don't turn the ball over, it's another thing that they did. They won the turnover battle yesterday and lost that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't turn the ball over, we probably win this game. I'm torn. And again, you'd have to be in the walls, uh, you know, in that building, in the coach's locker, in, in Kenny's head to know the answer. But I'm sure it is being emphasized. Don't turn the ball over. Right. And there's stats and tape that just shows and frankly, Mike Tomlin doesn't care about your fantasy team or out yardaging the opponent. He has one job every Sunday for 60 minutes is beat the opponent. And it shows that when they don't turn the ball over, they do that a pretty high percentage of the time. They beat yeah. the opponent. Now, does that slow down Kenny's long-term development? It might. I don't know that. It might. Is it making him think too much that, oh, my God, I can't turn the ball over. Oh, my God, I got to dump it down. Maybe. But that needs to be figured out because, frankly, when they don't turn the ball over, they usually win. That, and and that, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is a bottom line business, yeah. and, and I understand that. You know, I had no problem with them punting from their own forty-two late in the game. In this game, I would have done the same. In, in, the, in, in this, this game, game the yes. exact same thing. I people, well, why didn't they try trot Boswell out there for a fifty-nine-yard field goal? Because if you miss it, you're probably going to cost yourself at least three. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. they can move the ball ten yards and get yeah. in the field goal range themselves. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, so at that at that point in the game, no, there were also people arguing that they should have run the ball when they got the ball back with one forty two left, and, and they threw was, three straight passes. He had right. one timeout. Yeah, I think you're trying some, to win the game. I think that's some under Monday morning quarterbacking. Like they weren't asking him to you know super high degree difficulties of throws. You know where chances are you're going to have three incompletions. Yeah, if you complete one of those, the clock ticks and you move the ball and you try to win the game. You know, I. I don't have. I, I don't think that was poor clock management. And, and you know the thing is, is that we had seen Pickett so many times already in his young career mm-hmm. lead these comebacks. So the expectation, well, he's just going to do it again. Yeah, and then he didn't. And it's a hard way to live. And I think it we is. all know it's a hard way to live in this league. You know that it's if it's going to come down to a one one possession game, a last drive, a field goal. You're not going to go six and zero, seven and zero, eight and zero, in all these type of games. You're eventually going to get that one in the loss column. I mean, you knew those things are coming. I mean, that's just bound to, especially when your quarterback's not playing at a high level. But I don't blame Tomlin for those two examples you made. You know, of kicking the field goal versus punting. There in this game, I'm punting. I mean, we said that last week. I yeah. mean, drives that end in a kick aren't bad. Nor you know, and you got what you wanted ball. out of it. You got you them got to punt the ball back. Yep, yep, yep. You know, they got one first down on a ridiculous play by Kareem Hunt. Although, I, why was Kareem Hunt playing so much and not Jerome Ford? I noticed that, too. He played, like, the entire fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't think Ford had an injury. I don't know what the deal with that was. But I made I, note of it. On I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't either, but that was odd to me. So, frankly, they need to complete more passes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... 100%. That's the bottom line. You can do all the math, and then you draw the line under, and the end, answer to the equation is they need to complete more passes. I mean, and then they'll be what this team is capable of. But that wasn't the case at all lately, and especially yesterday, against what I think is the best defense in the league. 
you know, just watching from afar, when it, mm-hmm. we're in the press box, when I see guys running open yeah, and those passes aren't thrown. Yeah. That is, makes coaches bonkers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can the the Matt Canada blame on this is is I I can't agree with you. I just can't. So I have not watched the all twenty two of this game. I've only seen the television copy, which can lie to you. I mean, you had a better vantage point of those things. But I will say this last month, where Kenny's numbers have been very low, there's many examples of just not pulling the trigger, or there's routes that go over the middle. I mean, the. It's not scheme. It's not a lack of open receivers. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, it's more quarterback-driven than it is. Yeah. Boy, nobody's open. Everyone's just running into each other out there like it's, you know, three stooges. It's not what's happening at all. At the same time, I, I look at that game, if you want to look at it through a, a more 10,000-foot view, I, mm-hmm. you know, whether they win or lose, okay. It, it, when we When we started the season – and you saw that game in, in in Cleveland followed by the game in Cincinnati, you're like, okay, they're probably going to lose at least one of those, maybe yeah, both of them. It's a troubling lineup. Yeah, that's right? a tough, you know, a tough stretch after, after you know, what you do, you, your three home games in a row. All right, so you lose that one. But what you did in that game, you ran the ball very effectively mm-hmm. against the league's number one defense. Yeah, I, I stole this from you, but... I think they ran for like 80 more yards than the Browns average. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was 80. It was right in that neighborhood. I mean, like this was the worst run defense game the Browns had all year against a team they knew were going to come in. They knew it was going to run the ball. And they weren't going (laughs) to go four wide and throw it at 9,000 times. You knew what was coming. And I know there was one long run, but the running game was very successful start to finish really for the Steelers. So. I'm not worried at all about the run game. No, I mean, and I, really I and not. I look at what they have remaining I'm about on one phase. Yeah, I look at what they have remaining on their schedule, mm-hmm. and I say, okay, they should. Be, if they've, you know, who they've run the ball, they ran it against Tennessee. Titans have a very good run defense. Yeah, they've they've now run it against the Browns. Browns have a good run defense. Mm-hmm. The Chargers didn't run the ball at all yesterday against Green Bay. No, they didn't. No, not at all. And oh, by the way, Green Bay beat the Chargers, mm-hmm. which actually did the Steelers a favor. True, true. Knock that. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay's starting to play better, the, the, too. Jordan Love's put a couple good games together, and their yeah, defense playing better. Right, yeah, suddenly, right. does that they go, oh, they just beat the Packers. Well, the Packers just wouldn't beat, beat the Chargers. Packers might go to the playoffs. Packers might go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, you've run the ball effectively now week after week after. This is yeah. You're starting to stack these ones. Including yesterday. Including yesterday. Um, you know, if they go out there and they run the ball like that against Cincinnati, which – Oh, by the way, is one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, it's a much easier test. Than uh, yesterday. They should, I mean, they they should roll up over 200 yards in that game. I would think so. What do you think? Uh, Jalen Warren's been on a tear. Oh, I can't on wait to talk about him. <laughs> um, would you would you make it? I I don't see switching things up at this point at all with how the with how the the carry distribution is they mm-hmm. they both were, were effective at times i thought i thought early in the game Najee harris was ripping off some runs yeah that i don't know if Jalen warren gets those kind of runs later in the game Jalen warren was clearly oh he was a, he was their best player yeah, yeah he was clearly you know he had found his groove clearly. and was clearly rolling um but i you know not having not getting the ball in Jalen warren's hands on the final two possessions you got a problem with that. You got a problem with that. Try to figure out 100%. some way to get him the football because the way he was, get, you know, move and, and not even 
it, running the football. Again, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not running the ball if I get it back with 142 left and one timeout. Right. From my own 30. That's not happening. That's something you, you run the ball in that situation if you're backed up in your own 10 and, okay, let's run the ball here and see what we can get. Mm-hmm. You don't run the ball in that situation, you know, when you're trying to, to, to win the game. So a lot to unpeel there. And frankly, about none of it has anything to do with Najee Harris to me. I mean, I think Najee's having his best year. I think he's a good player. He has a, a skill set that pays off with volume because he beats you up and he is a physical runner. I just think Warren's becoming a star. <laughs> I mean, I hate to – I'm not trying to exaggerate. I, I think he might be one of the top ten running backs in the league right now. Like, I remember when you, – you do too. Austin Eckler comes in the league undrafted from the College of Mines in Colorado <laughs> or wherever he went to school. And gets no credit whatsoever and has to earn it little by little by little. And that's what Warren is. It's like, it's nothing to do with Najee. I just look at him and go, he's unbelievably good right now. You know, like, he's produced 368 yards over the past three games on 43 touches. I mean, that's 8.6 yards per touch over the last three games. And he's earning it. And his, everyone knows I'm a stat nerd. Like, his passing metrics are... McCaffrey-like, you know, like yards per route run. He's second in the league. He's good in protection. He's a nightmare to tackle. He's explosive. None of this has anything to do with Najee. I just think that they found a star. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, the people who, who want him to be out there all the time, we don't know. I don't need to be out there all the time. We don't know that right. he can, you know, he can handle 300 touches at mm-hmm. this point. I do think he's, we used to use the example of, is he zero way to Bettis? I think he's better than that. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know he's know better I mean? than like, Zeroway yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Zeroway. I mean, he never had games like that. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, like yeah, he's passing every test, and I think you have to give him more. I don't care whose expense it's at, but I think you have to give him more. I would find ways to put them both on the field at the same it's time. Fine with me, right? You know what I mean, just run the, the football. Yeah, they both will block. Yeah, 100%. just run the ball. So they they basically split snaps yesterday, which they've been doing. Which they've been doing. Yeah, and Najee got the majority of the early down snaps, as he has been doing. I might give Warren more early down snaps. And to your point too, I mean, the last drive or two, I would have gotten his hands yeah. a couple times. Just because no you know, just the way he was playing, because he had that yeah. rhythm going. And I'm with He's you. Really I, I think Najee Harris is having you know, good year, a, a very effective year. Yeah, and. I want to use them both. I want to use them both. Right. They're the foundation of the offense. They're, I think Warren might be your best offensive player at the moment. You know, I mean, and certainly the most effective and the easiest one to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Deontay or Pickens might be great, but if the quarterback doesn't throw it to him, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, again, more of that. Yeah. Continue to lean on that. You've got two good backs. Most teams, most teams would kill to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got two good backs. You don't need to wear either one of them out. I don't need no. to. I don't need to see Jalen Warren get twenty carries because right. he's being effective, getting the ten to fifteen touches that he is getting. Mm-hmm. He can use more, fine, you know. But I don't think that everyone looks at it in a negative light. I, I, in this situation, please look at it in a positive light. They found a potential star as an undrafted free agent who's only a year and a half into his career that gets more and more. Already, you know, yeah. like, good. Why are we unhappy about this situation? <laughs> Give the guy the ball. Everybody the ball. has to be negative about right. everything. So that's, somebody that's has the... to always stink, and somebody always has to lose, and 
just be happy what you got. I mean, it's a really good situation. I think the run game as a whole was really strong. Yeah. Um, there was one problem yesterday. They don't complete they enough passes. They couldn't complete <laughs> enough passes. That, <laughs> right. uh, you can't get past that. I don't care how you do it. Sure. Uh, it, it was, you know. And, you know, again, it would be different if there weren't things that were there. Um, exactly. Exactly. You know, the play that everybody is killing, uh, I see it, Dan Orlovsky's on to it. Well, I don't understand the concept of this play. And they have they have Warren go in motion from the right side behind Pickett. They got three receivers on that side. You got uh, Pickens, Pickens isolated. isolated on the other side. When Warren goes in, in motion to, to that left side behind the line of scrimmage, Pickett immediately, immediately turns and throws the ball to him. I don't even think the receivers knew the ball was going on that side was was going to him. Nobody blocked. Right. right. The five five Browns defenders go with him. You've got George Pickens standing on the other side, yeah, one on one. Yes, one on one. And I'm almost certain. How do you we, not even look there? Right. I'm almost certain we referenced it at least once or twice, two weeks or so ago. And there's not a civilian tape watcher I have more respect for than Greg Cosell. Yep. And I listen to every podcast he's on. And that week he said a hundred times on every outlet he's on. I know everyone wants to kill Matt Canada, but he has this phenomenal uh, way of getting four-by-one sets with Pickens being the one, and Pickens is torturing people over there. But they don't throw it to him. Not if you don't throw it. <laughs> right, right, right. Not like, if you don't throw it. That's all by design to get Pickens one-on-one. And it, it can't come out of your hand in .2 seconds before he even gets off the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's just immediate. 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 Right. immediate. I mean, I, I don't know what he's seeing. I, I don't know how that's the right decision. If he had, if he thing. had even pump faked to Jalen Warren, the whole defense, the whole defense was flowing to Warren. You got three guys running down the field on the other yeah. side. You don't even have to look at Pickett. Yeah, throw the ball in that area. One of those three guys is going to catch it. And scheme and formation <laughs> aside, there was a nice stretch where Johnson was out. That if Pickens was one on one, they were throwing it. Put it on the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, you know, like where did that go? I, I don't know. I, I just didn't get worse. I, I can't answer those questions, yeah. and I wish I could. Um, you know, very few can answer those questions. It, it, <laughs> right. There's one guy. I don't think George can answer those questions. Yeah. You know, now, like, give me the ball. That being said, they come out this week, and he puts together a good game. Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. No, it was, you just played a game against the most difficult defense. I understand you didn't want to put the ball, and you were running the ball. For over 200 yards against the Packers. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect you to throw for 200 yards as well in that game. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. I, didn't, um, I don't think in 10 t- tries they would get to 250 you know, against no. that defense. Right. The first time around against the Browns, he had over 200 yards passing. Mm-hmm. Without Deontay Johnson, I might add. Without Deontay, yeah. And I think Pick Fryermuth, no, he got hurt the next week. So, you know, the, the capability is there. If you look at what the Browns have done at home this year, Defensively, okay. There's some big. I, I should have noticed this earlier in the week. There's some trends. I didn't either. They're they're giving up ten points per game at home. At home. Yeah. They made Brock Purdy look like yeah, Doc Hodges. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I think he turned the ball over three or four times in that game against the, the Browns mm-hmm. in uh, San Francisco. That's interesting because it adds up. I mean, it looked like a nasty environment. Yeah. The hardest environment the Steelers have played in against the best defense in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, get through this week. There's a lot of negativity out there. I understand it. I mean, it was a, you know. No one's saying it was good. It was was an affront to the eyes to watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I watched it twice. I went back and watched it again (laughs) because that's what I do. And, you know, again, there were plays there to be made. 
Um, it's a very good Browns defense. Yeah. And you get another opportunity this week. You win this one this week against Cincinnati. Again, you're you're playing with house money. You mm-hmm. nobody expected oh, you to, to win either either of the games in, in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. No, and I do think people got a little heather cells while they're getting all these backup quarterbacks, they can just roll it out there and it's not how the league works. Especially yeah. against that defense in that building. I mean it's a tough game. Oh, by the way, you get Minka Fitzpatrick back this week. Yeah. Which will be nice. Been helpful. Yeah. Been helpful the last couple of weeks. But defense adjusted pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the def- defense was fine with me. I thought the defense played well, well enough, well enough to win that game. I mean, he gave up 240, 259 total yards in that game, uh, again, to a team that runs the ball as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's They're the number two time. rushing offense in the league, and you held them under 100 yards. Yeah, again. If with a running quarterback. Up, yeah, if you <laughs> said that on Friday, we would have taken all those things. You know, uh, yeah, I think that, what that I, I, had the, I had the stats are in my five. They gave up to the Browns running backs. It was, it was very little. It was less than three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Um, to the combination, you know, yeah. If, if you, I mean, Thompson Robinson had three carries for twenty yards against them. Otherwise, it was twenty six carries for seventy six yards. And even three for twenty, whatever from DTR, isn't that bad? And I mean, that's with like, a one yard, you know, eight yard uh, end around by by Cedric Tillman as well. Mm-hmm. The okay. running backs when when Cleveland ran up or lined up and just tried to run the football. Yeah, they couldn't do it uh, consistently. Not to their normal level, right? No, no. I mean, with a running quarterback, no. I, um, one thing that was really interesting to me about that game too was the first half time to throw for DTR was two point one. Oh, seconds. he was getting it out ridiculously, ridiculously quick. fast. And the Steelers were playing some soft zones early. They tightened yeah. up considerably. Like I was critical early. I'm like, why are you guys playing off? I mean, like the, the pass rush can't even get home in two point one. Like, yeah. For example, folks, everyone t- talks about like Ben's last year. That's faster than Ben's. Faster than Ben, yeah. yeah like, I mean, it was just like stand up and throw the football. Like you almost didn't have to block Watt or Highsmith. Like it, they can't take that many steps in 2.1 seconds almost. So yeah. then they adjusted to that part and took away the first read stuff. Then their passing game kind of evaporated. It just so went, the, yeah, I mean, yeah. The last drive wasn't great, obviously. Yeah. But no. I mean, that we knew that game was coming. It, it, complete more passes. Complete more passes. It's, yeah. it's a really simple formula. It really Complete is. more passes, Complete which you should passes. be able to do as an NFL team. Yes, and if you don't, then maybe you consider changes. But you get you have to complete more passes. Yes, absolutely. Anyways, that's, we're going to get to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, the uh, Steelers made some roster moves here oh, today. They've signed uh, safety Trenton Thompson to the active roster. He held up well. I, uh, considering what was asked of him. And yeah, I mean, you back, know, when yeah. we watched him play, and I, th- I thought he had a good preseason. Very much so. Um, good you camp. Know, caught, yeah, caught, caught my eye. You know, good enough to be on your practice squad. Comes in, makes plays. Uh, now, but I would have said, you know, and, and I wrote this in my 10 thoughts, like if I, if you told me in week 10 Trenton Thompson would be tied with, tied with T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith as your second leading tackler in a game against the Browns, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing you probably lost that game. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but all in all, I think he's a keeper. You know, I mean, yeah. especially if Binka comes back and you know those things too. I don't need him to play every snap. You know, but I assume he's good for Danny Smith. I don't know that answer, but yeah. he gets involved. They also signed 
Miles Jack and Eric Rowe oh, to their really? practice squad. Did they really? I knew there was rumors of Jack. Interesting. So I assume he wants to play because he sort of retired, or he did, I guess he did retire. Um, I assume he's reasonably healthy because he's had stuff pretty much his whole career. Knows the defense. Right. He's useful. Okay. And yeah. Rose's been around the league, too. Rose's a big corner safety type. I'm going to do more homework on him now that they, they signed him, but he's a veteran. Yeah. Um, you know, that Michael Walker played yesterday. They were rotating guys in and out of there yesterday a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, Landon Roberts played every defensive snap yesterday. He was really good, too. Yeah. I mean, I think he's one of the biggest takeaways from 15 this. tackles in that 15 game. tackles i think a couple of them were tackles for losses yeah too. so yeah he played really well and this was a good matchup well not necessarily i would say this was a good matchup for him because they're a running team and a rookie quarterback but they throw short all the time at the linebacker level so yeah. maybe it's not and often to najoku and his neck of the woods and that type of thing and he played great yeah uh you know but i just don't know that i want him playing 73 defensive snaps no every game that's I the don't either yeah but he did it well this time on Sunday. Yeah, so if you look at that, I mean, he was he was number one. Trenton Thompson had six tackles, as did Porter, Watt, and Highsmith. Um, you know, those guys were good. Keanu Benton mm-hmm. was was good once again. Once again, yeah. Um, you know, Hayward showed up and, and made some plays. It, it, the defense is rounding in the shape now. It is. And I'm going to talk about Porter briefly because Amari Cooper is a difficult. He's a assignment. handful. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think, think people realize how big he is. He's a, I mean, he's like the sixth pick in the draft. Like, he, he's, he's, he's like a 6'1", 215 pound, 220 pound receiver. Pretty rocked yeah. up with like shoulders and arms and physical guy. Much bigger than Joey Porter Jr. in terms, in terms of, of bulk. Yeah. Thickness, no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. That, so that's a tough, tough assignment. Was he perfect against Cooper? Far from it. And I think it was a great learning experience. I mean, there was a veteran that's been around the block that's caught a lot of balls in this league. But I thought he handled them pretty well, pretty well. I mean, was it perfect? No, but I thought it was a successful outing against Cooper. Yeah. You think you see him on chase this week? I don't know. (laughs) See, I was thinking about that just this morning. I was like, if Higgins plays, maybe that's the matchup, and then you try to minka up chase or whatever. But that's also more of a Burrow thing. Like, Yeah. I don't know what to – I mean, you basically got about – what – a half to look at what yeah. the Bengals were offensively. And again, they, they didn't game plan to have the backup quarterback in a game. No. I would almost expect to see something similar to what, I, what we just saw. Yeah. Now, I don't want, ah, we'll just single chase with Levi all day. No, you know? no. Because, I mean, this guy's, if he's wide open, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. But in terms of matchups, I think Porter. In terms of length, style, versus Higgins is pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, I, it, that's just my preliminary thoughts. On that's that one. if Higgins plays. If they, I mean, they may not. He may. He may just say. I, I thought to me watching the game against the Ravens last last Thursday night it seems like it was forever ago. Mm-hmm. I had the I had the, the Bengals quit in the second half. I did too. I did too. I mean, that's a strong word for any athlete, but the wind was they were deflated yeah I mean, they know where their bread's buttered and the bread just crumbled i mean so so higgins if you're thing. higgins and you're going to be a free agent at the end of the year mm-hmm. and well we don't have our quarterback in there i don't want to go out and put up you know two catches for 20 yards mm-hmm. no, with jake I, browning at quarterback yeah I, I think the bengals may be making golf reservations yeah you know, especially if they lose this one so yeah 
just uh, don't allow them to hang around, and you don't let them hang around by completing more passes. There we go. That's yeah. the word. The words of the day. Complete yeah. more passes. So, folks, we only have three shows this week. It's Thanksgiving, and we're not. Have, we don't have a show Friday. So we're gonna. You're gonna. Or hear, Thursday. Yeah. Or Thursday. Right. So you only got three drives this week. You're going to hear those words a lot. Complete more passes. Still six hours of Matt and Dale coming at you. Complete more passes is going to come out of our mouths a lot, I think. Yes. Yep. It has to happen. It has to to happen. You have to find a way to complete more passes. But you should be able to run the football against the Cincinnati team. Again, you've done it. You just did it against Cleveland, a much tougher defense. Much tougher. tougher. Like the the Bengals defense has gone backwards this year. Yeah. 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 So they've also allowed a lot of explosives from what I've gathered, too. So they have their issues, and their offense shouldn't be winning time possession very much either at this point. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I look at that game yesterday, and I, again, everything was there on the table. I, I asked Mason Cole after the game, I said, Mason, if I told you you guys would run for 172 yards, you'd win the turnover battle, uh, you'd hold Cleveland under 100 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably, I would put a lot of money on this. You probably tell me that you guys won the game. Yeah, if you complete more passes. If you complete more passes, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's it, it's such a symbiotic relationship between yeah. everything. You can't just do one thing in the NFL. You can't hide consistently a massive win. deficiency. Yeah, that was a massive deficiency. Yeah, so they did do good things. I know that Sierra Nation thinks that the world, the sky is falling. I don't see it that way. I really don't even view the team much differently than I did three days ago. I mean, it's, it's kind of what they the are. The game played out as we expected it to. They just didn't win it. They didn't win it, right. And, and maybe maybe we had gotten to the point where because they had won nine one-score games, I, I thought about that as I was right. uh, as I was rewriting my, my lead to, to have the Browns just winning it. Just assume they're going to win that game. You just, uh, you just assumed that they were going to find a way to win it. Yeah, and I was texting a good buddy of mine, and he, he said it was probably like mid-third quarter, and he said, this is starting to smell like a sealer victory again. And I'm like, it, it is, you know, yeah. I mean, it, this has been the formula you know, it's easy to kill them on all the bad things that are happening, but this is starting to smell like one. And I was believing too, like, I think they're going to pull this thing out and they didn't. I mean, and it's, you're walking a razor's edge the way they, they play and that's, you're not going to win them all. You're just not. You just, yeah, that's just, I mean, I thought really, the, the difference, in, obviously, the difference in the game was Cleveland's defense. Yeah. But the Steelers' defense wasn't far behind them in terms of, you know, the the most, the best units on the field. And I thought the Steel again, the Steelers ran the ball way more effectively than Cleveland did. Absolutely. Which would have been the, the two biggest keys, I think, going into the game were turnover battle, be the better running team. And they were both. Yeah. They were both, you know, but... They were far from a perfect team, but you knew that game was going to be yucky and low scoring and all that. If they played it 100 times, it would be very similar to me, and it didn't go their way, but complete more passes. Complete <laughs> more passes. Keeps coming back to that. Yeah. Just keeps coming back to that one. Yeah. That's what you got to figure out here quickly. Yeah. If you look at, and we've done this here the last few weeks, if you mm-hmm. look at the team DVOAs, Steelers' defense is now number seven, Are they seven in the league in DVOA. And continually moving And up. continually rising. Yeah, and you get Minka back. And you get Minka back. The offense now has risen to 14th in the league. Are they really? I mean, based on a running game. Based on how well you're able to run the ball. They actually went up from 12 to 11 in total team DVOA. Really? 
after this game. After this game. See, because they realize how good the Browns' defense is, folks. Right. I mean, that's they're number one, and here. they're number one by a lot. I bet they're number one by a ton. Like, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but how they're playing right this minute, I think San Francisco's the only one that's in their stratosphere. But I think the Browns are the best defense in the league. Cleveland is minus 29.8. Now, remember, minus is good. Yeah, the lower below zero you are, the better. So, you know, I'd love to see the home road splits on that. Yeah, you said they're really I'll bet they're. I'll bet it's like minus 40 at home. Did you sort it by defense? I did, yes. Let's go with one. Who all has the Steelers played? Okay, they played. It is the, it's the most difficult slate. They, they played. played one. Num, they played one twice, twice. Twice. That was Cleveland. Number two is Baltimore. They're at minus twenty two point nine. Played them. They played them. Then you get Dallas at minus twelve point nine. Think about that. The difference between That's, one and three is they played the best two there by a wide margin. By a wide margin because Baltimore's been three of their ten games. Yeah, Baltimore's at minus twenty two point nine. Okay, so thirty percent of their games have come against those two teams. Then you have Kansas City at minus 12.6. That adds up. The Jets at minus 11. Jacksonville at minus 11. Okay. Play so them. That's, be, that's four of your 10, yeah, 40, that's 10 40% games. 40% of your games. Then San Francisco is right behind the Steelers at eight. They're minus 7.3. You played mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And they look great now. And they looked great at the beginning of the year when you played them. They had a stretch there where they were struggling a little bit, but that's not when the Steelers got them. Yeah. Minnesota's actually ninth now. Are they really? Minus 6.5. Okay. Um, the Steelers come in at minus 7.9, by the way, folks. Uh, then you have Detroit at number 10 at minus 4.1. They're only... So, again, they've played... 50% of their schedule has been against the best defenses. Against defenses. Now, they've got a couple coming up here. They Obviously, they have to play Baltimore again. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it, Indianapolis... It is up, though. Yeah, Indianapolis is 13th yeah. at minus 0. 0.6. They're basically They're a, league average, a yeah. league average defense. New England is right in the middle at league average. Next They're zero. That. They're yeah, 14th. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's Cincy? I mean, I bet they're 20th or so. Maybe they are 22nd, 20 second, plus 4.1. Okay. Uh, that Raiders defense that the Steelers mm-hmm. had a pretty good game against, yeah, they did. Uh, they're 16th. So they're not as horrible as people think either. Right. Yeah, right. Um, Tennessee is comes in at 20. The Steelers okay. moved the ball pretty consistently against them. I'm not here in 30, 31, 32. You know, yeah. They, they, I mean, the, the bottom is Denver, Arizona. They're on the on schedule here in a couple. You yeah. should move the ball. Washington, that's a bad defense. Oh, yeah. The Chargers, Carolina, the Giants, Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay Okay, comes so in at 24. They've only played one of those. They've played one of those teams in the, the bottom. One you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, the bottom half of the, the league. I, I knew that they had the hardest schedule thus far, EPA, DVOA, whatever. I didn't realize it was that strong. So you you're 6-4 and four at this point. The, the thing about it is some of these teams – that you play like Arizona. Now it's different with Kyler Murray. They're thirty first in defensive DVOA. They're twenty seventh in offensive mm-hmm. DVOA. They're better than that, though. They're better than that now. But, but are they markedly better? Like you, you should I think be. Able, they're a league average offense. Yeah, now, but you right. should be able to control mm-hmm. with with your defense. You should be able to control that. I would I would think so. The, I, I think they're more of a test now than I would have guessed when the schedule came out. The other thing but about it, Matt, if you think about it from this perspective, the Steelers are seventh in defensive DVOA. Mm-hmm. They're still on the negative side of time of possession. I'll bet oh, you they're yeah. the only team in the top ten that is losing the time of possession battle every single game. I can almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee it. And the big thing I was hard my my. Key to last week was these plays per game situation, you know, play differential. 
and they went backwards again. You know, the Browns outsnapped them by 19 or 20 or yeah. something like that. I mean, time of possession, though, was almost, it was like just a shade over 30 to yeah, 29. It wasn't as bad. No. And actually, time of possession for the Steelers, that's the one thing I've done for stats going forward. They're very low. They're like 28th or 29th or whatever. But their last three games is like right around 30. They're like out, about to league average. So that part's getting better. You can't get out snapped by, I think they're now up to like 95 more snaps on yeah. defense and offense. I mean, that's a bad trend. But that's that should turn. That should turn. start to turn around it this week. It needs to start turn around, and it should turn around this week. It should turn around this weekend. The it should. are so good at it, though. It should turn around against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it should turn around against... New England, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't surprise me if we're sitting here a month from now, and we're talking about how the Steelers have evened that out. I think that'll it won't be the drastic change it was last year, where you go like worse to <laughs> fifth in a short amount of stretch. But I would think you start to win time of possession games, not battle evenly. The Browns are the hardest team in the league to do that against, though. They're number one in time possession. And they run the ball. And they run the ball like crazy, and their defense is awesome. And they've run like 100 and now, like probably around 185 more plays than their opponents, which is insanity. It's three games worth. In the grand scheme of things, the Steelers fall from fifth in the playoff standings in the AFC down to seventh. Are they seven, though? Yeah, they're now behind Cleveland and Houston in those wild card spots. Okay. Now Houston, those Houston has a tiebreaker on you. Can't right. do anything about that at the moment. Cleveland does. No, they don't. Oh no, we're not, we're they don't have the tiebreaker. Right. So if you can win some of these games here, you'll get ahead of the Browns again. Mm-hmm. You need Houston to lose. It would be nice if they do. Yeah, unfortunately, Even if they don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as things stand right now, Kansas City's the one seed. Baltimore's the two. Yeah, I think they're both pretty safe. Jacksonville's the three. Jacksonville plays Houston next week for AFC North number one. That's on the line there. AFC South. South, yeah. South, yeah. yeah. Because Houston beat Jacksonville the first time around. Mm-hmm. They do it convincingly. Again, first place. Yeah. Convin- like 31-14 convincingly in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. Jacksonville won a nice win yesterday. Uh, then you got Miami at four. They didn't look particularly great yesterday, no, by the way. They're okay. Uh, I think the Bills might be able to catch them. But the Bills are in a hole. Potentially. I, I mean, they win the division. The Raiders are playing better now mm-hmm. than they did under Mc. They must. Oh, yeah, yeah. They must have just hated McDaniel's. The last three games. Are yeah, they've been. Different. They've been a much different team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably dead now. Yeah, but you still got the Bills are sitting there with with five conference losses. I know. Like, are they going to catch you? The Bills still scare me because I think they're capable of greatness. The Bengals don't scare me anymore. No. The Chargers don't scare me anymore. You got the Colts at five and five. You play they're them. Still hanging around. You, you get a chance to play them and mm-hmm. maybe knock them out of contention. Denver's now at five and five, but they're two and four in the conference. Yeah, that's they've won five in a row and they're playing pretty well. They play Cleveland next week. Do they? Yeah. Where's that at? Do you happen to know? It's in Denver. Hmm. So I might pick Denver in that I game. I might pick Denver in that game. Where we looked at it before, we're like, oh, they'll be Denver. Yeah, uh, but they might that. do you. They might do you a favor. The thing with Denver, there's going to be a lot of points in that game. I can there's there's that. definitely not. Uh, you start looking at Denver. They've got Cleveland, then they're at Houston. Mm. Uh, they could at, be spoiler. At the Chargers, at the Lions, Patriots at home, Chargers at home, and then at the Raiders. I mean, they're not going to be in it, in it, in it. No, I, I don't think, think so. I think they dug themselves. But they could beat hole. some, They, you know. They, but they're you, playing well. You beat the Browns this week, okay. Yeah. Or, you know, you go to Houston next week. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get an opportunity here for that Denver team. Cause problems. Probably not. I mean, they do have both of their games with the Chiefs out of the way, which is good for them. And There's they won one of them. That's true, but no, but they can cause 
waves in the AFC. Yeah, are they so, going to are they going to go three and zero the rest of the way in their division? Probably not. Probably not. But, but the Chargers but, losing yesterday. Chargers could have a new head coach. Raiders already have a new head coach, which right. has worked out well for them. The Chargers are in trouble. Yeah. Chargers are done. But Denver still has to play Detroit. Like mm-hmm. they, they get some tough games for me. I don't know if they can get to ten wins. I don't think they, they can. All said and done. Yeah, I think I they're they punching above their uh, mm-hmm. their weight class right now. And so, hey, I love Josh Dobbs to death, but fumbles and turnovers. The fumbles, and, the and fumbles matter. I mean, yeah, he is yeah. loose with the football. Yeah, that was the, that was the difference in that game last night. It really was. But uh, we got to get to a break. He okay. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tangor Outlets, or visit online at Shop. Steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And usually we save this for a fantasy segment, but since we only have three shows this week, Matt, I thought we'd take a look at what next week's schedule looks like. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know yet. I mean, um, we got three games, obviously, on Thursday and a Black Friday a game. Black, it's going to be a really Black Friday game as well. Uh, so he got green. This is a Thanksgiving lineup, which actually is not I remember Awful. being pretty decent, yeah. Yeah. You got Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay's playing pretty well. They're in the playoff hunt. They win that one. I mean, they'll be a dog, but they win that one. They're in real good shape. Detroit's usually pretty good on at home. They're pretty good, period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you've got, I think this is their first uh, eight and two starts since 1962. I'm, you're 100% yeah. right. I know JFK was president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second game is, eh, you got Washington at Dallas. Washington's a Washington, rough. Dak Their Prescott defense. might throw for 450 yards, and in they game. run it up too. Yeah, they, they don't really do. Yeah. So Chargers and Washington to me, it might be time to say, "Hey, Eric Bieniemy. Hey, Kellen Moore. Why don't you be the head guy and audition for next year?" I, I could see that being on the horizon. You won't do it with a Thursday game this week, though. I don't know if Kellen Moore is a head coach. I don't either, but I don't think Staley is. Yeah, I think he's getting. I'm go pr- pretty way. sure Staley's not. Yeah. I mean, they uh, just... I'm more into the, the enemy camp, but uh, and then the nightcap, San Francisco at Seattle. Hmm, that's a good one. So, could you do me a favor and just click on Seattle real quick? Their next four games. Oh, it's ridiculous. Is insanity. It's an it's an insane. Like they stretch. just lost a tough one, missed a field goal with one second left to, against the Rams. Yeah, now the Rams are alive. And Geno Smith got hurt in the game. And he got hurt, yeah. Now they got the Niners in two days, and then I know the next three are insane, too. Then they're at the Cowboys, Ooh. at the 49ers again, ah. and then they have the Eagles at home. Wow. <laughs> Maybe without their quarterback. Like, just when you thought— They think that they think he's going to play. He came back. He came back, and they think he's going to be okay, but even so. Even so. They, that is they, as rough a stretch. That could be 0-5, yeah. including the one yesterday. That's like— uh, And they're all division games. was a Buffalo that? stretch where they got to play Philadelphia, Dallas. I think Buffalo has Philly next week by Chiefs. And then Dallas. And then Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Don't dig yourself a hole. So that's your Thursday schedule. Okay, good one. 
Uh, on Friday, you've got Miami at New York. New York's making the Jets. The Jets. Uh, they're making a quarterback change for that game. Yeah. Yay. Their I, offense is really bad. Honestly, what has the viewing public done for this New York to, to, to deserve watching New York, the Jets go out there and not score? You want to talk about inept offense. Oh. The Jets went 40 consecutive possessions, 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 without scoring an offensive touchdown. Yeah. Was that the Romo game? Uh, I, I was I, – I red zoned it and have a couple screens going. Whoever the color commentator was was just, like, floored by the stats. Like, it was almost like the first time he heard it. And it was like, really? Wow. I've never heard of such a thing. Like, just, like, <laughs> flabbergasted. And they're playing Miami, which – yeah, Miami's you know. D is pretty good. I mean, Jets aren't going to score points. Yeah, I mean, they're you know, the Jets' pass defense better be ready to. Uh, yeah, I, I still trust Miami's passing offense uh, to, yeah, to get yeah. it done there. Uh, then Sunday, you got the Saints at Atlanta. Okay, that's a big ma- That's a big rivalry game. Both off a bye. Yeah, that could be. I mean, that has a lot to do with that division. Yeah, the uh, Falcons. Loss, Falcons really going can. back to uh, Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about Derek Carr. He's, yeah, he's still banged up. Uh, and then you have Steelers at Cincinnati, Carolina at Tennessee. Yuck. Yuck. Tampa is at Indianapolis. That could be an entertaining that game. That could be an entertaining game, yeah. Uh, New Tampa England. had a tough one yesterday. How about this stinker? The Patriots are, are at the Giants. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Giants won yesterday. Washington's defense is horrendous. Uh, but it took them six Washington turnovers to yeah. field a reasonable squad. Jacksonville's at Houston in another 1 o'clock game. Again, that's for the division. That's a great game. That's a great game. You get it at 4 o'clock, Cleveland at Denver. That's a pretty good game, too, and actually yeah. means stuff, yeah. You got the uh, Chargers are at Arizona. Could be a fun game. Mm, I think there'll be some points. fun offenses. Yeah, there'll yeah. be some points scored. Kansas City is at Las Vegas. Gotcha. After a short week, though. Yeah. Then you got Buffalo at Philadelphia. Great game. Yeah, that's the last of the 4 o'clock games. The night game. Actually, uh, it's the Rams at Arizona. I got the... Oh, I, always, I always do that. The Rams logo... I don't like the new Rams logo. Yeah, it kind of looks like the Chargers. <laughs> I you do the to, same thing yeah, all the time. Yeah, Because it looks like a little lightning bolt. It does. Uh, so you got Buffalo at Philadelphia at 425. Great, yeah. On a short week. Mm, for the Eagles. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you've got... The night game is Baltimore at the Chargers. Hmm. Monday night's game. Monday night's game is going to be a tough watch. You got Chicago at Minnesota. Oh, I disagree. I think the Bears were pretty fun yesterday. Fields is back. Herbert's back. They almost beat the Lions. Yeah, defense is healthier. Almost beat. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> they were up. They were up two touchdowns like... with four minutes left and lost the game. Oh, yeah. That's rough. <laughs> like I don't think they're the worst team in the league. Conversation no, I don't anymore. think they are right. either. But right. it's it's not the most. Who are they playing again? Minnesota, okay. They're playing the Vikings. Yeah. Vikings had a tough one, but they're still in the playoff hunt. Yeah. You would think Jefferson's back. Eh, it could be, yeah. Yeah. So, not a, no, overall, a not slate. a bad slate. And if, no if, buys, right? No buys. If we're looking for some DFS uh, streaming defenses there, we mm-hmm. should be able to find some. Oh, I'm sure. Like, you might even be able to start the Patriots this week. They have Panthers? No, they play the Giants. Yes, I think we definitely start <laughs> the Patriots. I think I'd love to start the Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. So, Good day, good week to do some some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. To stream some defenses there. Chiefs, a lot of Chiefs at Vegas. Uh, you know, you look at uh, Saints at Atlanta against Ritter. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't I think dislike so. that. Coming off a bye, yeah. Detroit against Green Bay's a nice. Yeah, that's not bad. They'll, they'll get to love a little bit. Dallas is Washington. They're, you're, you're already playing Super them anyways. Yeah. You're probably not playing the Seahawks. 
Miami against New York. I think you start dumping Seahawks D if you don't. The Dolphins might be the start of the week. Yeah, it's a good one. Against Tim Boyle? That's a good one. Yeah. Ooh. Steelers. It is Tim Boyle, right? Yeah, Steelers is Tim Boyle, yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's some some good ones there. Buffalo, you're not going to start them against the the Eagles, right? You're starting Denver and Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fire them both up. Cleveland's D is great, and Denver's D is good, and Cleveland's offense is bad. Yeah, yeah. so some good options there. No, there are. Uh, but that's this week's uh, slate of games. Uh, we're going to get to another break here. We'll be back with hour number two in the drive right after this.